I think it is flat out evil to do what this lady is doing. And this is what I mean by the gospel will impact every area of your life. Just be positive. Just enjoy your body. It's okay. You can be healthy at every size. Utter nonsense. Bruce Shout out to Crystal Sagar. Let's jump in, Zach. There is fat acceptance. TikTok is something I've become unfortunately very familiar with. It's a major social trend amongst the quote unquote teens. Now, I will say if that's an organic movement, I think that's fine. I think it's abhorrent and terrible and unhealthy. But, you know, as long as it's organic, <laughs> so be it. It's just another sociological thing that we all have to work out. There is, however, been a recent trend of elite institutions trying to share this ideology. Now, this has now happened where the Los Angeles School Unified District shared a, quote, food neutrality video on its Instagram. Now, why does that matter? As you said previously in the beginning of the show. Yo, they took this to a whole nother level, fam. They took fat positivity to a whole nother level. There's no such thing as good or bad food. Oh, my gosh. Los Angeles, one of the largest school districts in the United States. You know, hundreds of thousands of children being educated. Uh, educated. And usually stuff like California is going to kind of lead and set the tone for the rest of the nation. Your yeah. Nutritional guidelines in schools is a huge impact on overall child nutrition. There's been a lot of debate about nutritional guidelines by the U.S. Food and Drug. And this is what I mean by the gospel will impact every area of your life. I know we don't want to talk about it. The gospel should impact what you put in your freaking mouth. Pause. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Administration, obviously, I think those guidelines are insane and ridiculous. And the question is, are they going to revise them or are they going to bow to some of this ideology? Are they going to move in a health direction or are they going to make it ideological? So this possibly could be a harbinger well, of me, things to come. Let go me ahead. just say that some of yeah. the guidelines also for years and years have been impacted by the food industry. Yes, by the by sugar and drug industry. Yeah. The, sugar, the sugar and food industry. Yes. One of the biggest scams, one of the biggest conspiracies is our government's relationship with sugar. It's utterly disgusting. I did a video about it. I'll try to link it below. The, yeah, culminates in this video and a perfect example of what I fear the most, which is what we see here in this video is a quote unquote food neutrality uh, talk by these TikTokers that includes a nutritionist. Now, the nutritionist oh, in this video, no! in a critical video for you, effectively says that caring about what you eat is bad and that there's no such thing as good food and bad food. What the video neglects to say is that the nutritionist who goes by literal black nutritionist talks about quote unquote systems of oppression and all of this is a senior nutrition scientist at yeah. Mondelez International, spun off from Kraft Foods and makes the foods like Chips Ahoy. But this is it, though, right? This is it. Like we've checked out from science and, and biology and we've created pseudoscience and biology. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Boys can be girls. Girls can be boys. You don't you don't have any uh, testosterone differences. Right. Is that a baby in there? I don't know. What do you think that's in there? It could be whatever you want it to there's, be. In there's there. no good or bad food. There's it's no good high or bad caloric food, food and low caloric. Right. They're not even, I bet they're not even going to say that. I no, bet no, they're not no, going to no. even say I that. I bet you they're not. Let's walk your way. Uh, Oreo cookies, Sour Patch Kids, basically all sugary junk food Delicious and snacks. Things, but not so, good for you. With that knowledge, in, in, with that knowledge, now watch this video. I got us donuts. Those are so bad for you. Oh, no. Are they moldy? I mean, no. are they poisoned? Did, are you allergic? No, I'm just saying. Mm. You're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again, aren't you? Guilty. Diet culture, fat phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food, and it shows up everywhere. For no. No, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. Food is becoming non binary. <laughs> listen to me. Linda, listen. I love donuts. Zach can attest to a time in my life where we would go to Peterson's, Peterson's Donuts in Escondido, best donuts ever. After a workout. After a workout, all the time. I love, I love donuts. But donuts, generally speaking, with very few exceptions, I can give you those exceptions if you want them, are generally speaking bad for you. Yes. Well, <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't ever eat one. Yeah. That means that if you eat them the way I was eating them, 
is going to have immediate impacts on your health. It, it, it is what it is. That doesn't mean you can't eat them. Let's not, let's not move the goalpost. Yeah. Let's keep going. This is, this is, this is not fascinating. Harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables. Remember that you- the res- what's, what's wrong with rewarding yourself? Yeah. If I eat my broccoli and then I want to have dessert, or if I, right, like what, what? Do You're- not need to earn food. We are all incorrectly taught from a young age. <laughs> our size, and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth. Moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. Instead of focusing on good and bad choices, try to approach food with neutrality in mind. The only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens, poisons, and contaminants or food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt, regardless of what society says. The context of good or bad food is getting down to to semantics. That's all it is. The, 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 this conversation, there's no good or bad food. It's like, okay, if you want to be super, super like open, we would say, okay, so there's high caloric food, low caloric food. There's food that is highly processed and high caloric and is high sugar. Now, is that doing your body any good? <gasps> That's where we first see the word good in a sentence talking about food. Like, no, actually, over time and even consistently, it is doing harm to your body. Bro, if you're annoyed that that one person in the room every time there's donuts says, says oh, man, uh, donuts are so bad for us, uh, but I'm going to have a couple, and that makes you insecure, that makes you whatever, good. It's like caution on cigarettes. Every time you open a pack of cigarettes, there should be caution. Every yeah. time you get a dozen donuts and you contemplate having that for lunch and dinner, there should someone be in the room be being like, those aren't good for us. <laughs> Bruh, good or bad food? There's food that you can live on and there's food you cannot live on. Yes. So, there's so many things I have to say about this. Okay, <laughs> foundationally, yes, there is highly caloric, nutrient, low foods, high calories, low nutrient volume, yes. low volume, okay? Then there is high volume, low calorie, high nutrient foods, Yeah. okay? Generally speaking, we're consuming one of the two. Wait, if you're taking food, like high fructose corn syrup and high sugar stuff and you're taking sugar and frying it and savory and sweet you're gonna have a a donut that's very small in volume but it's like four or five hundred calories versus a meal prep that's really big in volume really high in nutrients protein vitamin c vitamin d so on and so forth that's low in volume and guess what 75 percent of americans are overweight cut to the chase 75% 75% of us need to not eat the Pop-Tart and the donut yep. that, that we all enjoy. Why? Because it's highly caloric. It's highly sweet. We need to eat the, uh, the higher volume, lower nutrient food. Fruit, vegetables, chicken, broccoli, those sorts of foods. Yep. Right? Rice, so on and so forth. So if we're going to talk about, like, do you think that there can be any uh, food insecurities or food um, bad relationships with food. Yeah, but it, that's not systemic. No, no, no. It's systemic in the that's sense of our government doing behind the back deals, right? Mm. To partner with the sugar companies and to partner with the 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 the, um, 
the, what is it? The dairy companies. Okay. It's systemic in that sense. It's the systemic of the cross of capitalism and, and government funded subsidies to push out specific types of things like corn syrup, like, right? Like the sugar industry. So it is systemic in that sense, but it's not systemic in the sense that it's white supremacy and patriarchy. Yeah, I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about like on an individual level, do you believe using words like good food, bad food, maybe in a specific context can create insecurity for a child growing up when they're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I don't. I. I don't use that language with my kids. Okay. So what I don't. Do you, I don't, what do you I say? don't say. I don't say. I say. Uh, son, you need your protein. If you want to grow big and strong, you need your protein. Eat okay. your chicken. So you use encouraging words. Yeah. And I and I explain the, what they the mean. Good things. Yeah. You can't have your dessert before you eat the rest of your, your actual meal. We'll go and we'll get a, a meal and they'll have churros in it or something like that. Yeah. And 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 so I intentionally push that out. And if you don't finish your food. You don't get to have dessert. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that if you don't sense. want to finish your food, you could have your the rest of your food and the rest of your dessert later. Without guilt, without regardless of what society says. This is literally a corporate op it's, it's, in order to normalize like eating junk food. Like, by the way, social justice language yeah. to yeah, run a corporate op to be like, eat our Oreos. Well, the crazy more Oreos. The crazy wow. thing for so throw this next one up there. So they're saying it's a conspiracy in the other sense of the in the other sense. They're saying this is this is social justice language used. To take it to kind of finesse people on the screen, which is that part of her job description is quote innovation opportunities and driving the scientific evidence strategy to promote brands and support the business, as in to use her quote black nutritionist label to try and normalize amongst this growing movement the idea that there's no such thing the, as good and bad food. And here, here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. So I think that people should feel good about themselves. I don't think that if you are overweight or struggling in this department that you're a bad person. I think that. That part, all, all true, all true of like fat acceptance bodies. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a positive thing. I don't know if it's a positive thing because I think if I'm overweight, I at least need to be sober that I'm overweight. I am technically overweight. I'm about 12 pounds overweight right now. I feel fine, but I'm actively working on it. And I think you should be. That doesn't mean you need to go strength train like I do. That doesn't mean you need to eat chicken and broccoli all day. That means you need to be aware of where you're at and go work on it. Go on a walk. Go outside, get some vitamin D, do something. And also the fact that the like body standards now are different from even when I was in high school, like just being like skinny is not the only thing that is now seen as desirable. I think that is a wonderful, beautiful thing. I think it is flat out evil to do what this lady is doing and lie to people about what is good for them and what yeah. is not. And this is like actually really old strategy. Um, it's just in terms of, shit. So yeah. and this is part of, right. this is actually part of why the federal health guidelines are bad because they bought into this notion that was pushed by, mm -hmm. you know, the sugar and the soft drink industries, et cetera, mm -hmm. that, oh, it's just calories in, calories out. It doesn't matter where the calories come from or what they are. It's all neutral. And so you don't have to worry about if it's sugar versus if it's like, you know, a vegetable or. And but that's see, that's it right there, though, like calories in, calories out. Yes. However, what they don't factor in is what different types of food make you want to consume more calories. Certain foods are insatiable. They make you want to eat more high caloric, high sugar, high salt foods make you want to eat more foods that are uh, uh, high nutrient more filling, higher volume, Once, just from an actual physics standpoint. If you eat a big old piece of chicken, it, it's going to take up more space in your in your stomach. If you're going to eat a big old piece of lettuce, uh, not lettuce, but like kale or, or spinach, it's going to take up more space in your stomach. So you're going to consume less calories and get more volume and more nutrients, right? And then there's also how different things can infect your calories out section. Uh, Coach Greg got into a debate back and forth about, yes, calories in, calories out. However, calories out can be affected by hormonal issues, can be affected by the type of calories you're having, how different calories sit on you. 3,000 calories of pure donuts, Pop-Tarts, cereal, sugary foods are going to hit your bloodstream different, and they're going to impact your calories out different than 
3,000 calories of chicken, broccoli, rice, sweet potatoes, right? So on and so forth. So an Oreo can be just as good a part of your diet as something else ultimately is. So they're taking this very old strategy that they've employed with a lot of money backing it and a lot of fake research for years and decades. And they're now putting this like woke social justice label on it to try to make it sell in new era. And it is grotesque to yeah. see. Yeah, you know, it's really bad. And look, I mean, on the, I mean, I've been, obviously people probably talk about it too much. My own health uh, journey for calories and calories out. Look, it can't work for weight loss. You know, if you want to be able to incorporate an Oreo because you're going to literally lose your mind from eating a quote unquote whole diet, as long as you track every single thing, it's fine. Like it's not going to kill you. That being said, don't delude yourself that it has the same micronutrient profile as something else that you're going to eat. Look, if people, so focusing on that is actually probably people the most should important. eat. Like I just think that people should have accurate information mm-hmm. and be able to make good health choices. Yeah, I think you should eat with whatever your goals are. And most people who are overweight aren't happy that they're overweight. So you should set some goals that are true to you. And if you're fine with being overweight, then eat whatever you want to eat. You're not going to live as long. But eat what you want to eat. However, just know that there's always consequences. But if you're overweight and you're sad and depressed and upset about being overweight, then set some goals and get sober about where you currently are and fix it. So that they're empowered. And I also think we need to make... And by fix it, I mean eat higher nutrient, higher nutrient, higher volume foods, strawberries, watermelon. I give you guys hundreds of examples. Obviously my like broader societal critique is we need to make it a lot easier and more affordable to make those good choices. But you're right that the, the school nutrition, it's a big thing. And it's funny because a yeah, there was- amount of kids get their, uh, what, like their like main meal from, so that's why the school lunch programs are one of the most important programs in so, the entire country. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think they just went back during the pandemic. They made it free for yes, everybody across the country, which I really, right. really supported. And now they've rolled that back. But yeah, like um, my kids, if they get the school breakfast, for example, Oftentimes it's like a honey bun or some or like oh some. What is that? Or like a pop tart. I mean, I remember that. I remember getting like honey buns and pop tarts for breakfast in high school. It's the worst thing a child can put into their body at the beginning of their day. Just like the worst crap you could possibly feed a child in the morning and sets you up for. This is why calories, cal- calories in, calories out is such a sort of like basic and wrong premise because what it's, it's not a wrong premise. But it is, it can be a misleading premise. That's such how you get a sugar spike, then you're going to crash, you're going to... I'll say calories and calories out is an important principle for weight loss because I see a lot of people out there eating lots of steaks being like, I'm just going to lose weight because I'm going on a carnivore. It's like, dude, well, if you're 3,000 calories of fat, like you're still going to get fat. Now, for... That's a fact. Health, it is not the same thing at all. So you got to put those two things apart. Yeah. I think that that, again, this is, it's nuanced. It's difficult. Also, your genetics play a massive role into Huge it. You know, I got my blood tested. I have, uh, you know, like uh, big problems, uh, pre-diabetic. All my grandparents are diabetic. Like I have Indians and South Asians in general are much more predisposed to that. The stuff that spikes my blood sugar, not going to be the same thing that spikes your blood sugar. Uh, so a lot of this is genetic. A lot of it is individual differences. A lot of it depends on my type. But, you know, a lot of the stuff, what drives me crazy too is about uh, food and more. It's like, it's all based around a goal of you want to feel good and then you want to live a long time. Yeah. And when you think about it that way, and you take out immediate weight loss and immediate all stuff and put it on a 30, 40 year time horizon, obviously eating a donut all the time is bad. <laughs> it's like, this is where it's ludicrous. Now, as you said, look, you know, people shouldn't feel pressure or feel quote unquote bad about themselves. But yeah, I mean, like, maybe you got some work to do. Or maybe if you don't care, that's fine. It's a free country. Yeah, if, you if can your do what choice you want. is like, I want to indulge in these foods, right. I don't really give a shit. But then you should fine. know, that's like, fine. you're probably going to, going to live as long. You're probably, you know, not going to be able to pick up your grandkids whenever you're old. Like, these are all things I really want to do, so I'm going to care about. You have to give people accurate info as to what they want and what they're actually choosing to do and not cover up reality. It's like yes. that. Marissa said, calories in, calories out attributes to poor mentalities and high stress too. I see this daily as certified professionals who reviews good and exercise logs. As you said, nutrient volume versus calorie counting. Yes, nutrient volume, um, nutrient volume, absolutely. And I think if you're if you're considering what you're eating and you're considering the things that you're that you're consuming, calories in, calories out is a good measurement 
But there's also other variables. There's also other variables. But generally speaking, yes, you want to have high quality food and you want to eat in a caloric deficit if you want to lose weight. I think I think that's a good barometer, right? And the truth is, most of us want to lose weight. Most of us want to lose weight, right? Healthy food is not affordable because crap food is subsidized by the government. That's the sense in which it's 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 systemic. Perfect, perfectly said. Perfectly said. So swaying it away to the whole like, just be positive, just enjoy your body. It's okay. You can be healthy at every size. Utter nonsense. Uh, best way to lose weight. Best way to lose weight. My opinion. My opinion. I am not a nutritionist. Okay. I am not a certified personal trainer. This is my opinion. My non-professional opinion. Okay. What's worked for me is eating higher volume foods that are high in nutrients, high in protein. Okay, so if I'm getting carbs, I'm usually getting cleaner carbs. I'm not eating anything processed. I'm not eating anything out of a box. Higher volume, it's bigger, higher nutrient value, high protein, and stuff that isn't processed. So my carbs are going to come from, carbs is what gives you energy. It's a carbohydrate. It it, it helps you retain water as well. So carbohydrates, I'm going to eat stuff like sweet potatoes. I'm going to eat stuff like rice. I have a whole video about this. Um, Higher protein, ideally your ideal body weight in grams of protein. So right now, I'm getting about 170 to 180 grams of protein. Most of you guys don't eat this way. If you get high protein, you really say, my goal is to be 200 pounds. I'm going to eat 200 grams of protein. That's a lot of protein. It's like an overwhelming amount of protein for folks that aren't used to it. A lot of chicken, a lot of, right, uh, that sort of stuff. So uh, turkey. So high, 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 high protein. Usually that protein will also keep you satiated and your body works harder to burn the protein. Um, so that foundationally I'm going, I'm shooting, starting foundational top position, shooting for my ideal body weight and protein. So you're going to switch up what you're eating a lot more chicken, a lot more Turkey, right? Some lean, lean meats. Okay. So high protein, keep you full. Then I'm looking for cleaner sources of carbs that are high volume. So I'm thinking sweet potatoes. I'm thinking rice. I'm thinking watermelon, strawberries, some types of berries, right? Fruits, those types of things are going to be high volume, meaning that if you eat 100 calories of strawberries or 200 calories of strawberries, that's a, a lot of just volume of food. Leafy greens are also great because they'll make you feel more satiated, right? They're higher nutrient. And then uh, uh, so that from a nutritional standpoint, that's kind of what I'm looking for right now is high protein, high volume, big food, low calorie. Avoiding foods that are in, in, in the inverse, avoiding foods that are low volume, a Pop-Tart is a little bit of volume but it's a lot of calories, right? So avoiding foods that are low in volume, they take up a little bit of space in your stomach, making you more full, and, they, and they're and they high in calories. So avoiding Pop-Tarts, avoiding donuts, avoiding bread, avoiding processed foods, right? Um, if you're going to have bread, go get the lowest calorie bread, 40 calories a slice, 50 calories a slice, right? Um, peanut butter. There's nothing necessarily wrong with peanut butter, but peanut butter is a high-calorie, low-volume food because of, of the oil in it. So you put a little bit of peanut butter on it, so swap that out with PB Fit. And you're ultimately trying to get into a caloric deficit, right? You got to figure out what your body's metabolic rate. I'm around um, 1,900 calories, meaning if I don't move at all, I could eat 1,900 calories a day. I'm not going to gain weight. I'm not going to lose weight, right? If you're active, you're probably going to have more. Based on my strength training, how many steps I'm getting, I'm probably going to eat 2,500 calories a day, 3,000 calories a day, and I'm not going to gain weight. And so you can can kind of play with that number, right? So right now I'm eating uh, under 2,000 calories a day. I'm in a slight caloric deficit, 
Um, I could eat up to 2,500, 3,000 calories a day, depending on how active I am and not gain or lose weight. But I'm trying to lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds, 12 pounds technically. I'm 192. I'm hoping to get to 180. I look great at 180. Um, so I'm trying to eat higher food, higher volume foods that keep me full, higher protein foods. I'm, I'm trying to cut out processed foods. And, uh, and I'm also not being hard on myself when I do mess around and eat something I shouldn't eat. Yeah, and then I think from a fitness standpoint, you want to walk. You want to do some sort of cardio. You want to do something where you're outside. Cardio walking is usually going to be the best place for people to start. I uh, have a jacked up knee right now. So the only cardio I can really do is, uh, is elliptical. Um, because there's no like impact on my knee. So I can't jog. I can't run. I, I, I have trouble walking for extended periods of time. I'm having a knee surgery September 27th. You guys can be praying for that. So uh, uh, some cardio, some movement, right? Get that blood pumping. And then I would say strength training. I would say figure out strength training. And, and I break everything, all strength training down to four major compound lifts. Four major compound lifts. Compound lifts meaning it's hitting multiple body parts. You're getting a better bang for your buck. The bench press or, or, or the push-up. The bench press or the push-up or the shoulder press or dip. You're pushing the push motion, right? It's engaging your chest. It's engaging your triceps. It's engaging your forearms. So some sort of push movement, some sort of pull movement. I would say this is a pull-up, uh, a, a, a row, something where you're pulling, right? And uh, a, 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 a pull from the ground up, some sort of pull from the ground up. That's a deadlift, uh, a trap bar deadlift, and some type of squat where you're sitting and you have some type of weight that you're squatting down, your legs are pushing, right? So four compound lifts, Master those four. Master a squat, not on a machine. Master a bench press, not on a machine. Master a pull-up, not on a machine. You might have to use machines initially. You figure out those four, and then if you're tr- you're going to burn more calories, right? Um, and then you're shooting for time under tension, 16 uh, sets after you warm up, 16 sets for a workout, 32 sets a week per body part. That's what I shoot for. I don't always hit it, so meaning that my chest is going to get... 32 working sets a week. My back is going to get 32 working sets a week. My arms are going to get 32 working sets a week. And those sets are going to be 30 to 45 seconds, about three reps before failure. I'm never going to failure. Usually uh, I'm avoiding failure. And so you do that, you know, and, and that could take you a while. That could take you two hours, two, three times a week. That could take you an hour, five, six times a week. I enjoy the gym. So I go five, five, six times a week. Um, and that's kind of what I'm shooting for. You know what I mean? And, and so that's going to uh, build muscle for you as well as get your calories up, right, if you're, if you're properly training. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm shooting for, right, is, is, is usually that. And so you master the compound lifts. You, you really, really, really get those down. And then you can kind of play with those, meaning so like yesterday I went in, I did incline bench. Then I did uh, decline uh, ball uh, crossovers, uh, um, cable crossovers, right? And then I'll do some dips. So you kind of you could play with those once you master those pull-ups. Uh, wide pull-ups, uh, closer pull-ups, chin-ups, right? You can kind of play with those. The deadlift, the trap bar deadlift, right? I'm not doing squats right now because my, my knee is jacked up. So not doing squats, not doing lunges. So that's the best way. Strength training, master strength training. If you can master strength training, you're, you are going to be in a much, much better spot than um, just getting on the tre- uh, treadmill. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just cardio. It's great for your heart, but it's not going to build muscle. And muscle... Uh, weighs more than fat, meaning that that's kind of confusing to talk about, but meaning that me right now, I'm at 192 pounds. Me right now at 192 pounds, I'm about, I'm about 20, 21% body fat, looks completely different than me at 192 pounds when I was 30% body fat. I look chunkier 
at 30% body fat, even though I weighed the same. You see what I'm saying? So the muscle actually helped me look leaner, even though I was I was kind of fat. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. I really do appreciate you. All right, I'll see you later. Peace. And it said that Simeon blessed God. God.